You know, I truly have some of the best people in my life. Every day, um, just about, my first college roommate sends me a prayer. She prays for me every single day, just about. And it's just so amazing. I want to share this um, prayer with my girlfriends because this right here is it's extremely meaningful, particularly during this time that we're going through. Message this morning. And every single day she prays. Um, over the last couple of weeks, she's just kind of pulled back because she's had her own um, her things. But she makes my heart smile every single day I get a message. And this morning, her message read, Great Morning Key. Lord, I come to you this morning asking that you give key continued strength and endurance to reach the youth. She touches them in a way like no other. I'm sure you're aware, Lord, for you blessed her with this gift. LOL. Lord, continue to keep her spirit vibrant, beautiful, and pure. Lord, Lord, thank you for reconnecting us and for initial connection. Your plans never fail. They always teach us something. Thank you, Lord, for giving her the view that she has when I want to go left and she goes and she helps me go right. Thank you for allowing her trials to give her a perspective that most will refuse to grow from. Thank you for her growth in you. Our connection is special because of you, Lord. And I'm so grateful she was one of the first people to call me a woman of God. And I felt you move in me. Lord, I thank you for her continued protection during this pandemic. Thank you, Lord, for continuing to protect her family as well. Lord, thank you for all you do. In your son Jesus' name, I pray, amen. I love you. And to me, this is what healthy relationships look like. You know, when you have people that can pray for you and also call you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm about to what? say she's a much better friend than I am because I don't think I've ever sent you a prayer <laughs> well I think and I had going I love you there, though I just think people your relationship with different people is different you know and when you understand your relationship with certain people then that's how it is you yeah. know like uh, say all three of us as friends here and knew you first and then I'm just here so I automatically know your connection would be a little bit stronger and deeper than you know what mine would be because I would met you through her so people need to keep that and understand them mm-hmm. right and and I know that there is this um, meme going around and I guess Tia Mori wrote something to the effect of you know during this pandemic, you can see who your real friends are if they call and check on you and blah, 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 blah. And then someone wrote back and said, no, this is narcissist. You don't know what people I are see. going through. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have seen that? Okay, I got to find it. Now forward it to you. And and people have been debating this on are your real friends people who check on you all the time or you know, hey, some people are going through things. You shouldn't always think that someone should be at the top of your mind. I do, and, and the I was thing say is, that. I, I actually too, because believe I think about, it's both. For example, um, Lisa, our relationship. We talked very, very, very often when we lived in Germany. Um, here, we talk maybe, what, right. once every couple of weeks on the phone, but we'll text each other, send each other messages or whatever. So, you know, right. I'm still checking on you. You're still checking on me. And when we talk you know we always pick up what we leave what we left off you know I even think about last year when I came down to Georgia for that um what was it a conference 
you drove an hour and some change to come see me. Uh-huh. You know, so I uh-huh. think <clears throat> I think it just depends. But then you have some people that they don't know how to balance uh, a, a relationship. You know, and I have a couple of people like that that I'm, I'm probably looked at mm-hmm. as a bad friend that I just had to start cutting them off. And, you know, you and I talked about that. I can't give or right. pour any more into a person um, than I, I can't do it anymore. And granted, I understand, like, you know, both of you, um, both of you just said, we all have our extenuating circumstances. But if for years and years I'm carrying us, I can't do that shit anymore. Right. Right. And then I think, too, with um, just going back to that meme with Tia Moore or, or Tia Mori, uh, I don't even know her new last name, but you got to understand, too, she's a person with fame and influence. So she's probably surrounded with people who are only want to be there because, mm-hmm. oh, she's famous. So then she's going to make me famous mm-hmm. or she's going to eventually put me on. Oh, and yeah. so you do get opportunists and you don't. And some people are just opportunists. So that's why I said I see her point of view. But Kiera, I think that, you know, for us and, you know, and friends who've been friends for years, we're just kind of low maintenance Mm -hmm. and we know that we go Mm -hmm. through stuff, you know? So it's, it's, you know, a healthy relationship is, it all boils down to healthy communication as well. And I understand if you're carrying a relationship, because I've been in a relationship with a friend where I was the friend and that person wasn't a friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, I thought we were friends, but I guess you we're know, not. And so I cut that like mess off. And I've recently just cut off a couple of relationships and I've had some to even send me messages following up. I'm just so sorry. You know, I wasn't a great friend, but I can't allow people to be opportunists anymore I can't again I can't keep pouring into people and I know that for example I know that one of my weaknesses is calling people I'll send out cards I'll send out text Mm -hmm. messages I may even do a video and send it to people but I'm really bad with picking up the phone Mm -hmm. so it kind of goes back to like an intimate relationship where you have to learn your friends um, relationships so I Mm -hmm. have like a couple of friends that I know that they love talking on the phone so I have to make myself talk on the phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's just not naturally who I am so you know it's that balance when you you know relationships require you to be selfish sometimes but you can't always be that selfish person right and then too I think those relationships that are low maintenance mm-hmm. is because I don't want anything from you. That that and that's those type of relationships that we can go weeks or even months mm-hmm. or heck, we've even gone years without talking, mm-hmm. and we pick right back up where we left off because I don't mm-hmm. want anything from you but you. Yeah, and that's and that's really hard for some people to understand. And I think I wonder if there's a way that um, you know how like we're we're trying to teach kids soft skills. How do you teach them how to build and understand mm-hmm. healthy relationships? Is there some like type of class that could be developed to help them understand? You know, like, you know, for example, I know a lot of people going back who are opportunists, they only call you when they want something or they need something. Huh. Or like you just talked about the twins and, you know, popular people, when they know that people are doing great, then they want to jump on that bandwagon. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I teach sixth grade and 
There's no, oh my God, there's so much drama in 12 no, year olds, 11 and 12 year olds. I, I can't stomach them. Like, I just don't know. I, I, I really can't. I don't know because of my own kids or what, but these kids are out of control and I just can't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the parents or what. They have no, um, oh God, what's the word? They don't care. <laughs> they just don't care about anything. They just do what they want. Yeah, and they just feel like they're there's no empathy. There's no empathy. Whatever they want, like I, I don't get it. Well, you know, and I look back at that. My husband, he's a teacher as well, and we talk about this quite often. There is a certain level of personal responsibility you have to take, even with your own children. I get that, but the issues that we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Now it's a societal issue. Um, there's always this, like I said, I understand personal responsibility. We've all had to just say, you know what, this is my job. I've got to do this if I want to reach this goal. But then there's also societal issues, for instance, and I'm going to like try and start extremely broad and go to narrow. Mm-hmm. We are a capitalistic society. We are. And the old mighty dollar rules Mm -hmm. everything. Look at this pandemic. We have people who are dying. And then we also have people who want to go back out and spend their money and work and trying to get, you know, and so they're putting Mm -hmm. profits over people. We see that. And so that, and so at one point you can be mad at the government and governors and all this, Mm -hmm. but this is what capitalism is. Mm -hmm. It's profits over people. And so then just to break it down, just a, a, a level under the overarching umbrella. So what do you do? You have people who are so concentrated on making money because if they don't, you're homeless. And so now you have these parents who are working so hard, multiple jobs, two and three jobs, and their kids are sitting at home. And then you have this parent guilt where you do just mm-hmm. kind of give them stuff. Because if you stop working, now what? You got to live off the system and now you're a welfare queen or whatever mm-hmm. title they want to give you. You know what I'm saying? And so when we look at these kids, and I also look at this too, because you know this this millennial versus baby boomer thing going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. who raised us? <clears throat> if you don't like us, and I could say the same thing. I could look at the, first of all, Middle schoolers are certifiably <laughs> crazy anyway. You know, they that's, Lisa, that's the reason why I would never teach middle school again. I did it and I succeeded and I don't ever need to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's part of being an adolescent is just oh, doing well, they dumb stuff. Extreme. They're just, they yeah, we, we, it. We, we went, look, we went to hundreds yeah. of middle school, so I think we were certifiable crazy. Mm. Like, you know, I know I had no idea about anything mm-hmm. and so I don't want to experience anyone um, trying to teach people at that age mm-hmm. no Mm-mm. bless you Lisa yeah right <clears throat> well but, but I think and I know what you're saying because mm-hmm. these kids are on the different it's like I don't remember doing this or being like this and blah 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 but uh, the thing <clears throat> is they have the right. world connected right, to the palm so, of their because hand. of social right. media like you know like, we're talking about social media it yeah. does so much and so that goes back to, you know, how do we teach them this soft skill? You know, because if they're looking at social media to help them learn about healthy relationships, guess what? 
nobody's gonna ever have no daggone relationship because social media these you know trying to have mm-hmm. two million friends and two million uh-huh. followers they're never going to understand the importance of having that small intimate loving uh-huh. genuine authentic circle uh-huh. so how do we teach that right and I think that's where that um personal responsibility comes into play you know and I'm gonna be honest I can't remember where but I know the Bible says you can be in it, but not of it. So this is where you come in into your family or even me as a teacher, you can plant those little seeds or drop those little nuggets. It might be somebody else's responsibility to water it and nurture it and let it grow, but just drop these little seeds and you can teach those during those moments, those teachable moments, like those electronics. You know what? You've got a timer on these electronics. You're breaking yeah. out, Lisa. Come back to us. Come <laughs> back to us. Back to life. Remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, while we're waiting for Lisa, you know, I couldn't imagine having social media in um in middle school. Um, Hello, I'm and- I went out. <laughs> okay, we're we're listening. We were kind of picking up. Oh, go ahead. What were you guys saying? I was just saying, I could not imagine having social media in no. middle school. <clears throat> and you Mm-mm. know, I think that's why these kids are so, are the way they are. You know what I mean? Like, because of social media. Because I know, uh-huh. even like with my daughter, when she, she started um, acting out and doing stuff, it started in middle school and hanging around the kids that she was hanging around and wanting to do what they wanted to do. You know, it was a social media thing and everything was about a phone and having, you know, access to their friends and all that type of stuff and it's come to a point we have to say I can't compete with social media you know mm-hmm. and it goes back to what you were just saying too Lisa about you know the time that kids are spending on social media parents have to parents have to monitor that and part of it now is parents don't want to deal with their right. kids parents don't want to interact with their kids and I'm going to tell you this may be mean as hell and judge me all you want to. I don't oh. care. But the one social media platform that I told Anthony that he could not have is Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And it's many reasons why he cannot have Snapchat. I don't want crap disappearing. I want to see uh-huh. everything. So when I check your phone, I want to know because, again, for him, he's a black man. Mm-hmm. And I just know what happens and, you know, when lies come up. And so I noticed that he still had his Snapchat account. So you know what I did? I took a hammer. And I broke his cell phone. Yeah. So guess what? Anthony has no more cell phone. And that's phone. okay. And guess what? He will not get another cell phone until he buys his own cell right. phone. And some people may think it's crazy, but now he has his laptop. He has, he's borrowing my iPad. He can still connect with his friends. He can use my cell phone all he wants to, but that shit is broken yeah. because I told you what not to do. And that goes back to parents taking the time to see what their kids are mm-hmm. doing because all of those messages that were coming in, I'm not blaming the kids. It's a combination of everybody, mm-hmm. but the conversations were inappropriate. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, there's no way that you can do your own work do what you're supposed to do in school and still maintain hundreds of people on this platform. It's no way. And you know what? I don't judge you at all because I'm going to tell you this right now. My children, granted, my girls are younger. They're 10 and 6. But 
I, right now, I'll already downplay the importance of a phone, of a, a touchscreen phone and social media. So by the time they get, oh, maybe something to stick. But I already told my husband, I'm not getting my kids a smartphone. Mm-hmm. They can get a flip phone. <clears throat> and if they want more than a flip phone, they're going to have to work for Ooh, it. Oh, Lisa. It's so okay. Crazy. Look, let me tell you, Anthony got into trouble last year with his cell phone. So Mike mm-hmm. took his iPhone. He, it was so funny. And, you know, he, Mike is pretty quiet. So Mike said he was driving mm-hmm. and he took the phone out of his pocket it was a flip phone. He handed it to Anthony and said, you have five minutes to take all your contacts out of your iPhone and put it in this phone. Hey, <laughs> I know that's right. He did it, and that's what Anthony had for a while. And he was so embarrassed, I'm almost certain he threw that phone away because we couldn't find it. But whatever he did <laughs> with it, guess what? He still ain't have a phone. We held our right. ground until he got off punishment for his phone because we keep reminding him that your cell phone should not be glued to you at all time. And even his dad right. and I, we take time to put our, we, 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 we disconnect from technology. And so you have to do right. the same thing. Um, and you have to also understand the importance of real communication because those, right. you know, fake relationships through social media, they're going to get people into trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see it now with people our age. Mm-hmm. It, I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. I, I know some of, Y'all might be single and I'm married and da, 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 you know, marriage, we got our issues, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to work it out with my husband because I see what my single friends go through. And so yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. you know, we might fight and, you know, like the other morning I was like, ugh. And I can't go nowhere. You know, he can't go nowhere. Girl. I said the same thing. I said, I don't want to be in a relationship because if I got to go through a relationship and then it turned out that I got to um, start posting on Facebook about this and how you do this and what, yeah. if I, like, I don't want to do that. Like, no. no. And, see, and you know, with no. me, I just started a relationship. I told you, Lisa, uh, for some months ago. Yeah. It has actually been probably the healthiest one. And I think it's because we took a whole week off work and we drove. Mm-hmm. We did a road trip. We did eight days of a road trip for 24 7. 24 7, we were with each other. And I honestly think every couple needs to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, had I did that with other guys that I dated or my ex husbands, (laughs) I would have never married. (laughs) 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 I'm glad you can laugh at it now. I am so glad you can laugh at it now. I went through, but I'm just like, if yes. I would have, if I would have known this, I would have never, ever, ever committed to it. But you know, part of being in healthy relationships is you really got to get to know people. You really have mm-hmm. to, you got to smell their shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, is this the type of shit I want to smell? Right, right. Because there's some shit I can put up with, and some shit right, I right, literally and figuratively, yes. Right. Oh my God! Can I? Can I do like, I, oh, you need to drink some water and eat some vegetables. Right. You know, look, 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 I want to smell your breath in the morning. <laughs> right. You know, we don't think about that kind of stuff. Even okay, we're at a hotel for eight days. Okay, let me see how messy you are. You know, like right. Oh, right. you know how OCD I am, Lisa. So I'm just like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I can deal with this. Okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, healthy relationships. It's it's just so much to. Oh, it's so much. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. It 
it's a lot. There are times I just want to go run and hide, and I can't. And so you just have to deal with it. And my husband and I, we we talk about the beginnings of our relationship a lot because it was it was interesting. Like we were only together for like a year. I was a senior, he was a freshman. And then after that, I graduated and we just weren't in the same areas Mm -hmm. for like four years until we got married. And even after we got married, he was living in a different country. Mm -hmm. And finally, nine months after we got married, we moved in together and it was a okay, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) I remember that because he was in Brazil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were in Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even when he figured out a way to move to Germany, he was still three hours away. Because mm-hmm. he had this um, internship with the German con- consulate, Congress, the German government or something. But then when that ran out, you know, we got married in that time. But when that time was up, he had to move back to the state. Mm-hmm. And so we really had to get to know each other. And I think a part of it with our communication and healthy relationships, because, you know, I believe relate, relationships are to help you heal. Everybody has some type of past trauma mm-hmm. and they're to help you heal. And you've got to make sure you're healing with the right person. But we were so young. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about it. I was, what, 24 when I got married, about to turn 25, and he had just turned 23 when we got married. Mm-hmm. That's, how old, we could, <clears throat> that's how old I was when I got married the first time. Cause we both got married mm-hmm. in 06 and you know, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't understand life. And part of that no. too is healthy relationships. You have to learn how to block people out. And for us, you know, I didn't have that. I didn't grow up having healthy, um, seeing healthy marriages, you know, right. so trying to be in a marriage and listening to what you should do and what you shouldn't do. We right. had our first house when right. I was 24 years old and I had, you know, his, his family coming in telling me how to decorate and do this. Like, Hey, let us be broke mm-hmm. and let us learn each other, you know? And so right. we never, never learned that. So you're right. right. You know, it's so many different things um, that, that, that we have to um, consider when we're thinking about healthy. Right. And then not even just, you know, knowing about life, but knowing about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest issue. I didn't know I I mean, I know as you grow, you know, like now I'm more comfortable with myself, even though I'm still learning and growing and that's not going to stop, you know, but in my early 20s, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground, okay? And so here I am, like you said, not knowing myself, being uncomfortable with myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then allowing other people to tell me what a wife should be and look like. I let that get into my ear. And then on top of that, I got, like you said, there's no example of a healthy mm-hmm. relationship. I grew up in one of those households where my parents stayed together for kids. And that is a horrible reason to stay together because now I don't know what a healthy person looks mm-hmm. like, let alone a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it took me into my early 30s. And even now I'm going into my late mm-hmm. 30s. I'm still holding on to my mid-30s, y'all. Don't judge me, okay? But um, 
<laughs> Y'all better not tell how old I am either because we all the same age. Well, I'm about right. Old, but I'm still in my mid-30s. Um, but it's taken me this long to even be comfortable in myself. I was sharing with the mentee yesterday that um, you know, um, they're going through stuff and I wish I had the answer for them, but sometimes you just have to process things yourself and you have to take mm-hmm. a moment to learn yourself. You know, mm-hmm. um right. just over the last year, I found myself in really crazy um predicaments where um one I was on my flower and my flower on my shower floor and I just had to cry Mm -hmm. and there was nothing like majorly wrong with me but it was like I was purging all the shit that had went that just that just took over me at some point and I just Mm -hmm. cried and it felt so good and I'm like wow okay, that was easy, you know, and then the Mm -hmm. other, maybe a couple of weeks ago since COVID, I've actually loved, you know, being, I'm sitting still, but I found myself in my closet, just sitting there. And I, before Mm -hmm. I knew it, it was three hours. I wasn't crying. I wasn't upset. I just sat there and meditated and prayed, you know, so years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this because I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know the importance of doing something like that. So, you know, you, you're right. You have to get to know yourself. And for me, you know, I realized I like sitting still. I like just, you know, being able to just read a book and just, you know, thinking, yeah. So, you know, but we're not taught to learn who we are at a certain age. And you know, who taught me that? that I kid you not. Andre 3000. I'm waiting. On one of them songs. There <laughs> go. Um, I'm so fresh and so clean. I kid you not. He There's this lyric and he says, I love who you are. I love who uh-huh. you ain't. And then he talks about Anne Frank and hadn't out for three weeks or whatever. But what it was, was I had to realize, okay, I got to love who I am. I got to do that. You know how you are in your, you know, when you get out of your twenties and then you go in your thirties, I got to love who I am. But my thing from my mid thirties to my late thirties is I've got to love and appreciate who I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the missing piece that was for me. Okay. I, that, that's just not me. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. That's a word. And you have to be okay with who you're not. Mm-hmm. Lisa, that that's such a good point because, you know, okay. I've been, I have, I've been on Facebook and I've been on social media since the um, COVID-19 and I see so many, um, y'all probably have seen these too, so many memes like, you know, you're coming out of here, you should have this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. this goes right into that, you know, being, um, being attuned with yourself, <clears throat> you know what you're capable of doing. So for me, a couple right. of days ago, I sat on the floor. And I printed out pictures. You know, I love pictures. And I hand wrote cards. And I put them in envelopes mm-hmm. with pictures. And I mailed out a batch. Then I did it again. I mailed out another batch. And so every week, you know, I've always done this. But I've been adding more people to my list. But I mail out cards. And that's what I love. So I'm not going to come in here and be a homemaker and say, hey, I'm going to make, you know, meals every day. Because I damn sure I'm not going right. to do that. But mm-hmm. I do know that right. I love... <laughs> that I do love cleaning up. I do love um, mailing out stuff. So, you know, that goes back to us learning who we are. You know, oftentimes we try to compare ourselves to what other people are doing. Oh my gosh, since they're exercising, Mm -hmm. I need to exercise. Girl, for seven weeks, I've been exercising. Antoinette, what you, you sent me a whole green smoothie recipe oh, menu the other day. I went to the grocery store and I said, mm, I'll do it next time. Um, <laughs> I was like, 
that's just not me and I uh-huh. love it. I love my little curves now. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Right. And that's why and I, that's why I love you know how much I love Erica mm-hmm. Badu. And she's got that one song that says, I'm all right with mm-hmm. me. Now, I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to re- disrespect <laughs> her or your ears. But, you know, I'm all right with me. And that is the hardest thing. Once you learn who you are, you know, because people can walk around to my, I'm grown, I'm grown. Okay, I know you're over 18, but are you okay with yourself? And that's where these... Um, these unhealthy relationships come from it's because you're not okay with yourself you don't have a vision for yourself you'll just take anything because you don't have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. you know you, you, you know, know that goes back to my favorite one of my favorite songs and i'm gonna sing it you ready you ready, <laughs> you okay. ready? <laughs> and, um, i can sing like whitney too Oh my god. I see the children, <laughs> not the future. And cut off. <laughs> you don't want me to keep going? No, honey, no. Yeah, rest in peace, Whitney Houston. Hold on, hold on. I got right. the second part. Oh, <laughs> God. Leave the children, not the future. Oh, that song right there. I- Sexual chocolate. Come on. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Oh my God, but I really think that that song for me, it did a lot to me. And I even wrote this in my book too, you know, like just thinking about that song, it just gave me the courage and the, the, the motivation in addition to, you know, despite me not always having the best relationship with my mom. You know, growing up, my Mm -hmm. mama will always call me by my whole name, Kiara O'Shea, my first and middle name. Um, And she would just tell me how beautiful I was. So, you know, we, you know, it's, it's that confidence that you develop when you're younger and many people don't develop or never know Mm -hmm. how, how, how much they, how great they are until really, really late in life. Yeah. And, and you know what, it's funny, my husband and I, we had this, we communicate a whole heck of a bunch. And this morning, you know, we had a spat and we had one yesterday and then, you know, so what does that do that bleeds over to our kids? And so I was telling him I was reading something on signs of like abuse, not just physical, mm-hmm. but even emotional or verbal, because when you react, people, you either cry or you get extremely defensive. And, and it was like this whole list of stuff that I was reading. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. That's my husband. Hell, that's my kids. And I was like, we are parents who have trauma, who are trying to raise children and now we're passing our trauma on to our kids because we hadn't fully dealt with the trauma that we, you know, that we experienced. And I'm not saying blaming parents and all. I'm just saying we just hadn't. There's just some stuff that you just hadn't dealt with. Oh, and so oh, yes. we are like, oh, my God, we probably need to go to some family counseling to learn to communicate. So because even if it's loving and I'm getting on my daughter about not doing her homework, it's coming off mm-hmm. harsh, you know, and I don't know how to reel back. Like I don't have those tools to reel back, but yet still be stern and serious and let her know you mm-hmm. got to do your work. Well, that's the same with me and Anthony. Sometimes I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. You know, like I want to fuss at him because I think back to, well, it helped me when my mama fussed at me, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. but it also got on my nerves. So, you know, it's really no, 
no way to do it and to even be um, more transparent <clears throat> the other night I was I've still been purging and I've been purging for months now and I think it's been hard for me to purge because as I'm letting go of stuff I'm remembering things and these memories are not always so great so I was right. I saw uh, messages <clears throat> when I took the bar in 2017 um I was looking at messages from my second ex-husband and we were going back and forth with each other. And he admitted to so many different things that he did. And we had just left the therapy session. And I was just like, you know what? I just need out. I can't go through this anymore. <clears throat> I can't. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even though that therapy is supposed to help us, it doesn't always help us because, you know, if you have one person that's able to process and break down, break down the barriers from your past, but then you have that other person that they can't see anything because they're being defensive. You know, that goes back to unhealthy relationships. <clears throat> yeah, you, you have to be a willing participant mm -hmm. in therapy and in growth and in anything. That's why you have to be a willing participant. And if you're not a willing participant, you might as well forget it. You know, you can't save someone who don't want to be saved. Mm -hmm. You can't help people who don't want to be helped. And you can't grow with someone who's not ready to grow and deal with their trauma and their issues within your relationship. Do y'all watch Insecure? No. I want to. Oh, I need somebody's HBO password. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what happened was I have a fire stick. <laughs> ah. So, you know, um, yeah. Plead the fifth girl. Plead the fifth girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, I don't. I won't talk about it then, so I won't ruin it for you all. But you know, there's just something up there that just reminded me um, of what we're talking about the very, very last episode. And my Twitter people, they were actually commenting on um, on that. You know, where you know, especially in relationships, intimate relationships. You know, it sometimes it doesn't work out because one party they don't want to change, and then they move forward, and then they do change. <clears throat> and so it kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of unfair. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I have enjoyed this conversation with you. Me too. I think we need a uh yeah, it's been yeah. it's been really, really good. It's, oh, so I do have I have a, a, a last question for you all because you know, because we're in this um we're in this unfortunate um situation, you know, with our world, you know, how do we move forward, you know, with COVID and continue or to try to build healthy relationships? Like, is it too late for us to build great relationships since we can't really, you know, we can't really see people anymore? Like Lisa and I, you know, it's going to be a while. I'm glad we took that trip to Amsterdam. You know, it's going to be a while mm -hmm. before we're able to just say, hey, let's let's road trip. You know, let's just leave Germany today and just let's just drive to to, to Amsterdam. You know, before the, the um, it started, Lisa, I actually told um, Antoinette about our trip um, and um, the red light district and everything. You know, the, oh, yeah, the, the, the water. Love the red light district. It's amazing. The, this is my Snapchat. <laughs> my key lessons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you had poop thrown on you. <laughs> I was very relieved to see it was not piss, it was water. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking about it, the guy beside us, they were recording too, so it could have been them, it may not have been me. 
I don't know. But at any rate, girl, please, you was. And it was just water. <laughs> Lisa was like, she said it all calm. She was like, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, what? How can we build these relationships now? Well, I'm I'm just gonna jump in, and I'm gonna say, look. First of all, I don't think it's ever too late for anything. I think that is one of the biggest lies is putting time constraints on your growth or development. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It's like with children, you know, we all say, well, children need to learn to walk by this time. Well, there is a zone that kids need to walk. You know, that's how you know if, okay, there may be some delays, but if they're within the zone, it's okay. It, you know, we always say, well, all kids need to be potty trained by two. Well, if they're not ready to be potty trained, let them show mm-hmm. you signs. You know, my sister Simone said it best. De- a child's development is not a race. And so when we look at that and then you kind of step back and say, you know what? They're going to develop in the pace they develop. You know what I mean? And if I need extra help, let me get extra.